Thanks for tuning in and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about. What are you doing? What's up there, brother? <laughs> Merry Monday to everyone out there in Internet Radio Land. Merry Monday. Oh, Merry Monday. Well, you know, for months, the people in the great white north said, gosh, I can't wait for summer to come. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's here. <laughs> and, and no one has AC. Uh, oh, well, we don't have AC, at least right now, we don't have AC at my work. Well, yikes. Raimundo. Dude. He's European. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say no uh, more. Pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, up here in the old, and everybody always asks, like, you know, Living in Maine, people, you know, friends, whatever, always like, God, but it's so cold. I mean, it's just so cold. I'm like, you haven't been here in the summertime, obviously. Because that is one of the things I will say about this state. You get four seasons here, which is one of the things I love about living here, to be quite honest. I mean, I like the fact that you actually get four seasons. I've said it to people for years. I really believe that. For me, it is important to somehow acknowledge that time is passing. I know there's people out there that are like, oh, that's ridiculous, you know, whatever. They just want it to be 100 degrees or something. Or maybe, that's a little extreme. You know, you get people who want it to be 75 and sunny. You know, uh, I always used to say that to the, I always used to say that to the, the Marines in my formation when I was drum majoring or when I was at the schoolhouse and I was, you know, out there teaching drill. You know, no matter what the weather was, I would say to, I would say to all the students or I'd say to all the Marines, whenever you fall into this formation, it's 76 and sunny. I don't care what the weather is like. You cannot let that affect you. Mind over matter, you know. But That's holy it. crap, dude, it's 90 something degrees today. And you remember a few weeks ago when you were talking about like the sea of green Yes. Oh, yes. Indeed. Indeed. That's it is. It is definitely upon us here in the great white north. I uh, I go to get into my Jeep this morning and uh, I had the top. I had the top down. Yes. Or top up, as I should say. And uh, yeah, I go to sit in the driver's seat. And as I as I as I sit down in the seat, as I plop down in the seat. Dude, it's just a cloud of pollen just, like, comes off of the seat. Oh, that's the worst. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, my God. It's the plants having sex everywhere. Dude, I I had mentioned to Jennifer, I was like, maybe for Father's Day, like, you guys could get my my Jeep detailed. The other day, I was like, yeah, forget that idea. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that, man. It's a waste of money. Well, you know, I don't think do you you don't detail a jeep. Yeah, no. Uh, I thought it was a like a a badge of honor. You have a dirty jeep. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I you know I don't think there's anything wrong with vacuuming it out, and you know, which I don't do hardly ever. But I mean, you know, that type of like wipe it down, whatever. But dude, especially having the soft top on this thing, 
if I'm going to be driving around in conditions like this where there's just shit floating around in the air, I mean, I get in the car, the entire dash is just covered in pollen. You know, it's like there is no point. There is no point in me getting something detailed. So now my mind is turning to other options for Father's Day. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, you know, would you want your uh, would you want your car washed for Father's Day? No, no, no. I don't know. I was thinking about some other. I was thinking about some other jeepy things. I, I would love to get. I would love to get a bikini top for the top for the of the car. Jeep. Yeah, for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow polka dotted bikini top. You know, for me. Um. No, I mean, yeah, like I'd like to have I'd like to have a bikini top for the for the Jeep. I think that it would be nice to be able to I, it. Not that it's a huge pain in the ass to put the top down or up, as I, you know, as you should say, I guess, uh, with the soft top. But I don't think it would be nearly as diff, nearly as easy as as with a, a bikini top. You have you, your son has one on his, doesn't he? Uh, he has the a best top. Yes, but the um, you unhook the, the the top. It's kind of like a permanent top, so you can flip it back, and then you have like a sunroof type thing going okay. on. Yeah, and then yep. you can take off the the back and the sides. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's kind of kind of what I've got. I just I don't know. I mean I I still I am determined, and that I kind of frustrates me because I find that. The more the more things I want to do with this Jeep, the 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 lonelier I find myself in it. Because I don't think anybody else in my family has like taking the doors off. I would I want to take the doors off this Jeep, you know. But well, then, everybody in my house is like, Ugh. but like, what if it rains? You know what I mean? I'm like, who fucking cares. Then it'll feel good. <laughs> Seriously, like then it'll feel good. This is part of owning a Jeep, man. Take the doors off, and you know. I'm not going to drive it around with the doors off if it's like, you know, a shitty day or, you know, if they're like calling for thunder showers or something, you know? Right. Like, yeah. But I mean, if it's a, you know, a day like today, I mean, there's no, it's just sunny and effing hot. So, so yeah. You get the, you get the wind in your, in your, in your sides, up your skirt. So That's let me I'm, ask you something. Yes. Like, do you, when, when you take them off, do you leave them off overnight or you put them back on? I have not taken the doors off of this Jeep. I've but never. You have before. In, oh, I have my my old my old Jeep. Yeah. What's your What's your modus operandi on that? Like, do you leave them off? Sure. I mean, if I know that the, I mean, if I if I know that it's going to be decent overnight and there's no chance of rain or something like that, then sure. Okay. Yeah. I the thing. One of the things I loved about my old Jeep. Was that it had half doors. I love the half doors on the Jeep. Um, the Jeep I have now does not. It has regular doors. Uh, so, I mean, the nice thing about the half doors is that, like, even with the doors on, it's, it's, they sit fairly low. You know, that sill of the, of the door. Because, uh, I mean, obviously with the half door, I didn't have regular windows. Right. I mean, I had you know, I could take the windows out. Um, and I love that. I mean, I would honestly, when I lived out in California, dude, oh yeah. I mean, I would, I would, 
you know, I would take the, the windows off like almost the entire year. Um, and there were times, man, I mean, I remember, shoot. I mean, I remember being down in Virginia beach and having that, you know, before I got my, my new Jeep, I had the old one and I could, I, there were days when I had the freaking windows off and just the very top on it, the panels on the side and the back were all off. It's fucking pouring, dude. I just put on my raincoat. <laughs> I put on my, I put on my rain jacket and like, I don't know, put a towel or something over my lap and drove to work. Mm, you shit. I mean, well, that Jeep was awesome because that Jeep was freaking rhino lined. I mean, it was rhino lined inside. I had seat covers that were waterproof. I was like, I'm going to, you know, if I'm wearing a freaking raincoat, okay, like, what's the problem? I mean, and that was a blast. I mean, it's not like it happened all the time, but right, whatever. Right. Yeah, you know. So, no. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So, we're basking in it now. I'm, I'm really, it's going to be the, over the weekend, it was pretty dang hot, man. And uh, it started the end of last week. It started getting pretty warm here. I had, I had put grass seed out with fertilizer stuff in it, like in my backyard. Uh, probably, I don't know, maybe a week, two weeks ago, something like that. Total waste of money. Total. It's ridiculous. I, I, there's no grass growing out there. And I've watered it. We've had rain. Nothing. And I think it's just because of my back. I mean, my backyard's pretty small, but it's trash, dude. That The green stuff that's out there ain't grass. It's weeds. <laughs> it's all just weeds. So, yeah. Anyhow. So, so how was this weekend? It was just... good. It was good. I mean, um, shoot, let me see. Saturday... Uh, we ended up going over to, let me see, cause we ended up over, we were running around. We did get some, we, we do have some impending sad news in the house. Uh, because Jennifer's great, you know, Jennifer's grandmother, um, who is 86, uh, went into the hospital, uh, the end of last week. And because she, she's been, she's had a heart issue for a number of years now. So she's really been sort of on borrowed time and she knows it. And so she went into the hospital the end of this past week. They did a bunch of stuff. And I guess there was some sort of a procedure they were going to try to do. But then they realized that if they did it, they were really probably, the chances were if they did this procedure, she wouldn't wake up from it. So... Uh, they basically told Jen's mom, you know, that uh, they were going to discharge her. And, you know, my my mother-in-law was uh, bringing Jennifer's grandmother back to her house where she's basically going to stay until things get bad enough that you have to contact like the hospice people. Um, and that's tough. You know, I know that's really personal stuff that I'm talking about. It's but. always no. I mean, you know, it's kind of it's interesting that you're bringing that up because um, on what day was it? Friday. I think it was Friday. It's Friday. Maybe it was Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I get a phone call from a friend uh, out of state. Says, "Hey, this lady that I work with." 
Um, her, she hasn't talked to her brother in over a week and can just go by his place and do a wellness check. He's retired. He's legally blind, lives by himself. And was like, okay, yeah. And then I drive over there and on the way over there, I'm talking to him and like, but yeah, like, just be careful because he has a gun. I'm like, okay, sweet. Now I'm going to call the police. <laughs> like, because I don't want to like walk in this dude's house or, or like well, knock no. on the door and get shot at. No. Especially when you're legally blind. You know what I mean? And so well, I call the police. Yep. And I had the spare key. They told me where the spare key was. But they had a storm door that the spare key didn't, spare key didn't open. We knocked on the windows, we knocked on the door, rang the doorbell. So finally the fire department gets there, opens it up, and they open up the door and a dude was on the ground. He had passed away. Oh, jeez. So then I'm on FaceTime with with the sister, and I have to tell this lady that oh, my like, God, her brother's Jeremy. fucking dead, dude. Like, <laughs> Good yep. grief, man. Was this, I mean, was this, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if I should pry. Was this like a, a self-inflicted thing, or no? He had a heart attack. Oh Jesus! Yep. Yeah. No, it's just crazy, man. You know. And the thing is, is that I know, I know that Jennifer. You know, Jennifer's grandmother. She knows. She's very aware of the fact that the past few years, she's been lucky to be around because she's had this weak heart heart for some time. Um. But, and I, you know, in a way, it's sort I mean, it's sort of sad that, you know, she's, you know, going back to my mother-in-law's place and, you know, what, but at the same time, it's, you know, the, my mother-in-law's, you know, my mother-in-law's side of the family. I mean, my mother-in-law is the oldest of 10 kids. Mm. And so she has always been sort of like, you know, the vice, if you will. You know what I mean? In, in the family, she's always been like second in charge behind Jen's grandmother, right? Um, and everyone in the family. I mean, when you talk about matriarch, Gail is the matriarch of that family. I mean, you know, it's always been whatever she says goes. That's period. what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Like you don't cross her, you don't disrespect her. You know, you all, what you do is listen, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's, uh, you know, and I think that for I think that for my mother in law, you know, the difficult thing becomes, um, you know, I think that the difficult thing becomes you know, the fact that when Gail passes, Cheryl naturally sort of assumes that mantle with the family, at least some part of the family. I mean, amongst her remaining siblings, because unfortunately some of them have already passed, you know, amongst the, the, the ones who are still here, she sort of naturally assumes that role. Um, but it's crazy, man. I mean, to be honest with you, it's wild. I mean, well, people, people don't like to talk about this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden something happens and then you have to, and no one's ever prepared. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I mean, and that you're exactly right. I mean, these are the things that you, you know, as a family, you should be sort of planning for Cause I mean, it's going to eventually happen to all of us. Um, 
and like I say, I think that it's, I think that it's, you know, one of those things where, you know, we have been very fortunate. I mean, you know, Gail has been fortunate enough to stick around long enough that she has been able to meet two of her great, great grandchildren. And that's unbelievable to me. I mean, you know, I was lucky to know my grandparents. I mean, there was such an age gap between me and my parents and my grandparents and, you know, whatever. And here, you know, Gail has come to the house after these two grandchildren of mine have been born. And it's like, you know, we've had photographs taken of the two babies with my daughters and Jennifer and Cheryl and Gail. It's like, that's crazy. It's five generations of this family in one photograph, yep. you know? Um, and I, I know that Jennifer really wants to take the opportunity to, you know, bring the grand, you know, bring the grandkids down to my mother-in-law's place to see Gail. Cause I think it would really cheer her up, you know, to see the babies and that kind of thing. Um, well, you know what they say, right? What do they say? They say that, uh, grandparents live longer if they live in the same area as their grandchildren so, oh i can believe that absolutely so you're gonna you're gonna be you're set dude i'll tell you man i mean I, I, you know i'm sure you've sort of been in the same in the same sort of position as we i mean i i look at my grandkids and we were just having this conversation yesterday with with the girls i mean we were all hanging out here sitting out back and you know barbecuing burgers cooking out cueing cueing not really barbecuing they're just burgers you know um that's 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 barbecuing in maine burgers and hot dogs uh so but we were talking about it it's like i mean i think about the fact that i look at these grandkids and we're so bound to them because we live so close to each other and we're around each other all the time and i think about like you know me having a son the same age as your grandchildren? No. <laughs> no. No, I was just going to say, I think about, because Jennifer brought this up, it's like, I think about when I left to join the Marine Corps. And, you know, when I left to join the Marine Corps, Mackenzie was eight months old. I mean, Oliver right now is going on seven months old. And I just think about, you know, when I went to recruit training and then I came home, And now she was like 11 months old and we had the rider truck all packed up and here we are pulling out of, you know, my in-laws driveway saying goodbye to them with our, you know, with our daughter, you know, in a car seat between the two, you know, the two bucket seats of the rider truck and waving goodbye to them. And that was the beginning of, you know, 20 plus years of, you know, my, my in-laws only ever seeing their grandchildren, like, a few times a year. No, on the average. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that, I, I think about that now that I have that perspective as a grandparent, and I'm just like, dude, I just can't even imagine. I, I cannot imagine my kids up and being like, yep, we're out of here you know, off with the grandkids and see you when we see you. Like, just, I can't even, if we weren't so tight, but I think that that's a product of the fact that, and and Madison was even saying it, which I thought was really sort of poignant, was, you know, that is a product of growing up as a military family. 
I mean, you move, friends change, schools change, houses change, everything changes in your life as a, as, as a military kid, except for your family. Your family is the constant in your life. And no matter what, you know that you can count on that being the one unchanging thing in your life. And it brings you together. It brings you, you know, you develop this bond with each other because you're relying on each other for a sense of stability and, and all the rest of that. I don't think that your typical family where you just sort of grow up in the same town and, you know, you have the same friends and all those things, you don't, you don't experience that. You don't, family doesn't take on that kind of cohesion um, in a, a typical family as it does with military families. No, that's, that's such a weird thing, man. Like, and I've, I've asked them this before, like my kids, like, where do you identify? Like, where are you from? Right. Right. Um, and like my middle son is like hardcore. Like I'm moving back to Chicago. Well, okay. (laughs) Like, well, he's not middle anymore. Middle. Right. Right. Middle towards the front. Yeah. But he's like, nope, I'm moving back to Chicago. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he really right. wants to go back there. I was like, really? But it's because that was his years that he remembers the most of just being there for four years and, like, growing yeah. up there. You know what I mean? Sure. No, absolutely. And then my number three son is like, now nah, I'm from Memphis because he was born there. Right. And, and, my oldest son used to say, well, I'm just going to say where you're from. I'm from Dallas. I don't know. I haven't asked him in a while. Well, you know, yeah. Few of them. Uh, I mean, they've definitely grown up with a Texas identity just based on, you know. Oh, dude, my kids are the same way. My kids didn't grow up in Maine. They didn't grow up in Maine, but they consider themselves to be New Englanders. Maine-as. Maine-as. Yeah, I mean, Kenzie's technically a Mainer because she was born here, you know, so she's a freaking native, as they say. She's a native, but... Do they say that, native? You're native? That's what they say here, yeah, that you're a native, you're a native Mainer. Mainer. And if you're not a native, then you're from away. From away? You're from away. That's the, that's the, I know we've talked about that on the show before, but yeah, that's, that's the phrase, that's the phrase that you hear. Like, if you're not from here, you're from away. And then the question, you know, you get the old stereotypical, like, you can't get there from here. You know, that, that, that was the stereotypical, like, you're driving in the backwoods of Maine and you get lost and you're like, you know, you see somebody and you pull over to ask for directions and you're like, Hey, do you know how to get to such and such from here? And they're like, nope, can't get there from here. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. You know, as if somehow there isn't a a road that leads to your destination. (laughs) It's uh, it's just so far outside of their scope of even comprehension that it's like, nope, can't go there. Too far away. Don't know where that is. It's like uh, the Truman Show. Oh, yeah. No, it is. But self-imposed. You know, your your own self-imposed Truman Show. Just nobody's watching except, I don't know, the other people in the Truman Show who are also choosing to just, like, not ever go anywhere. But, yeah. No, like I say, man, it it is kind of interesting. I mean, my kids, 
dude, when we when we left uh, San Diego, dude, my kids were freaking devastated. They were devastated. I mean, the plan, as it had been for me, at least as far as I understood, the plan had been that I was at Miramar and that um, the guy who was the at Pendleton up the road, that he and I, uh, Ben Becker was the drum major up there, that he and I were going to just switch. And so he, you know, when the time came, he was going to rotate down to San, down to Miramar. I was going to go up to Pendleton. Um, but then uh, my assistant drum major, who was go- going to become the drum major, acting drum major after I left, because she, Ben was going to come down and, and act as the, the uh, bandmaster. Well, she decided to go to the senior musicians course back at the schoolhouse. Yeah. And because she left a year early, all of a sudden we were gapped. So they moved Ben early. And of course, because he had to leave early, they filled his spot up at Pendleton with somebody else. And then the question became, okay, well, when Wallace's tour is up, where is he going? And that's how I ended up at the schoolhouse. Now, this was all in, like, defiance of what my kids and my wife understood the plan was supposed to be. And this is typical for folks who are, you know, as we say, among the uninitiated, welcome to life in the military. That's right. You think that you have a plan put together. Well, let's just see about that. And that's ultimately what happened. It was like, and this was like, you know, maybe six months out, something like that like six months out from this whole thing, it was like, well, guess what? This is what's happening now. And I mean, when you're at that point in your career where you're like 16 years plus and they say you're going here, what are you going to say? No. The, I mean, the attitude is like, Oh, you don't want to do that. Then get the fuck out. You know, you're this clo- yeah. Like you're this close. You're to replaceable. Yeah. Like you're this close to retirement. Are you seriously going to just leave? Of course you're not. You're going to go where the hell we tell you to go. So speaking of the military, though, so this this last week I've been a part of and, you know, it's 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 been a yearly thing. This is the thing that it came back because it got canceled it in COVID. But the Virginia International Tattoo. And for those of you who don't know, a military tattoo is kind of like a convergence of. Uh, military bands, uh, pipers, bagpipers, uh, different shows. It really has developed over the years. It used to strictly be... Military bands. Well, and and the thing is that way back, like way back, it was strictly pipe and drum bands. Yes. And then it turned into just military bands, because obviously not all military bands are pipe and drum bands. And when we say pipe and drum bands, we're talking about bagpipes. We're not talking about... We're not talking about like pipers, like the revolution. Um, yeah. So it, it has evolved, which is kind of interesting. because All I mean, of them have evolved. Every well, single the, one. Every single one of them. I mean, even the, the biggest one in the world is the one that's in Edinburgh. And, yep. I mean, even And, and that, I will say the, uh, they were the, they, this one, the Virginia International Tattoo and Edinburgh were the last two that were going to do something this year. And then for some reason, 
Edinburgh said, you know what? We're not going to do it. So this tattoo was the only Had tattoo they, that they was... canceled again. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, this tattoo was the only tattoo happening in the world. It world. is what it world. is one of my life goals. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. It is one of my life goals to go to Scotland and see the Edinburgh tattoo. Rock the tartan. Have to go, man. I mean, it's such a huge thing. It's in a castle. Dude, well, yeah. I mean, it's at Edinburgh. I mean, behind, uh, to, to give everyone perspective here, when you, you can get online, you see photographs of Edinburgh Castle. And it's like basically on the top of these cliffs. And years ago, to accommodate this tattoo, this because in Edinburgh, the tattoo isn't just like a week. It's like a month long. It is. And, you know, they started doing it after I left the band in Italy is when they started doing it. So I never got to do it. Oh, you mean the, the NATO band? No, the Na- just Navy band. Oh, Navy band. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I say, it's but to accommodate this huge month long celebration, they built a parade deck with like grandstands. I mean, it looks like an athletic facility, but it's got, you know, an actual like. I don't know if it's, I think it's concrete, uh, you know, floor, if you will, like, um, but it's pretty wild and it's right behind the castle. So like as part of the performance, the castles right there act actually march out from the castle and everything. Um, but yeah, no. So, I mean, it's the, the cool thing is that all of these tattoos have evolved into almost like a cultural exchange. Uh, because you now it's like, dude, it's not about, I mean, at its heart, it's about pipes and drums. Uh, but you bring out all of these and you see them in Virginia too. I mean, they, the, the organization that puts this on invites these different musical acts, uh, organizations from all over the world to come and participate. And they come from every, you sort of, you usually have like one or two sort of special guests each year. Because um, I've done the one end. Who was who? Did you guys have this year? Did you have anybody? So it was more like the national, not the international. But we had uh, the Rangerettes from Texas. Mm. So they're like a kick line, uh, and they and they actually were a part of our show. And then we also had in our show we had a Andrew sister. We call it the Anchor Sisters from, from the Navy Band come down and sing with us. Cool. No, so that we, is cool. We won. But, we but won. no, but you didn't have an international act. No, no. Yeah. All the pipes were understandable. local, like Tidewater Pipes, the police, the firemen. Ooh, right. Know, yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Because, I mean, in the, in the years that, because I, I did the Virginia tattoo for years when I was stationed at Quantico. And I mean, there were some of these acts, dude. I mean, that that okay. I've just decided what my new music Monday is for folks who have never experienced this. It will be new and it will blow your mind. Oh, here we go. Here we uh, go. See, yeah, because I was thinking about something else, but I'm not because it's it's this is superior. <laughs> um, I, I I I I won't mention it until later, but um. You know, they had also like the there was one year um, they had a band that came up from, gosh, I think it was like the Bahamas or something. And it was a military marching band. 
wow. from, from the Bahamas. They were wild, man. Um, they've had these acts that came over from like, uh, must've been like Taiwan or something like that. I mean, and they had like the traditional, you know, the large, uh, they're like the, we're, they, uh, they've had the Belgian or maybe it's Netherlands where they're on bikes. Yeah, dude. Point. Those guys they've are had crazy. That. Um, I really want them. There's an Italian band that runs the entire time. That yes. They play. yes. I want them to, I want them to show up. I've, I've played a concert with them in Italy yeah. and it's insane. It's an, and, and the story behind it is, is that they were late for something. Yeah. And so then they're like, well, you're going to run. I don't care. And you're going to run the whole time. Like that was their punishment. And then it just became a thing. Like, yeah. this is really cool. Let's just keep on doing hence, it. And all the hence, people are like, no, no, bad, bad call, bad call. Henceforth, you shall run. <laughs> but think about it, though. You have an easy out. If it doesn't sound good, it's because we're fucking yeah, right. running in place. If we suck, it's because we're running. <laughs> <laughs> but they cannot stop while they're playing. Could you now? Now That's it's like just crazy. It is stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. But yeah, no. There's there's a lot of cool things behind it. It's really awesome. Uh, it seems like uh, every year, as the years go by, and my first tattoo, Virginia International tattoo, was in uh, 2001. Yeah. Um. So it's been 20 years since my first one. Yeah. And uh, as the years gone by, it's what's really cool is seeing like all the prior mm-hmm. uh, U.S. military service members, whether it's Army, Navy, or Marines, uh, are more part of the show and work for the show. So it's right. really cool. I, uh, for those of you who don't know, I sent Jimbo a, a picture of of one of our diehard listeners, Adrian Shields. Yes. Because he's the co-director. Which is just crazy, man. It's so, you know, it, it's it's so cool. And I'm so happy for Adrian that, you know, he, because he's been working with the tattoo for years now. And, you know, he sort of went from, you know, helping get the, you know, h- helping to get the acts on and off the floor. And because, I mean, it's this whole thing that people, you've never, well, he still does that a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, for folks, if you've never been behind the scenes, of a production like this it is an absolutely huge undertaking yeah and then this year it was outdoors we got rained out one night thursday night and then friday night almost got rained out and they pushed it it was supposed to start at 7 30 it started at 9 45 yeah that's how long they pushed it wow dang you say it was outside this year yes at the scope no, it was at ODU, Old Dominion University football oh, field. Oh, okay. That's oh, yeah, cool. no, so huge. I, I'm telling you, dude, was it like huge undertaking? Yeah. Like well, kudos that is... to all staff involved. Yeah, no, I can imagine that is huge because <clears throat> typically, typically the, t- the the Virginia tattoo happens at the in an arena. In an arena, it's the they call it the Scope in Norfolk, and it's a hockey arena and. I mean, that is very cool. I mean, the indoor stuff is really neat because you can, you can, you can incorporate like a, a light show and all sorts of graphics. Now, and, now they you know. did, we did have video because they have the football video. <clears throat> yeah. So that we did have that and that we, we did a lot of multimedia with our show. So that was, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a blast. And it's like you say, 
the really cool thing about getting involved with, you know, something like this. And I, I honestly, I'd love to get involved in the Virginia one purely because I know so many people who have, be, who have, who have gotten on board with it. And well, and the then things... you, you're always going to have a Navy and a Marine Corps band and an <clears throat> army band. Well, right. Exactly. Here. Exactly. And, you know, the really cool thing is just, you know, it's sort of like, it's sort of like having a high school reunion. Yep. You I know. mean, shit, Bob Zabo is the fucking uh, conductor. Oh, well, right. And, and he was one of the chief warrant officers for the, you know, for Marine field bands. And, um, you know, the fact that you, it's an getting ready to return. Um, you know, Jennifer really said to me, she was like, you know, you should really talk to somebody about how to get involved with this thing. Because I think it'd be really good I think we you. took care of that. I think we took care of that. Yeah, no, and that's totally like, you know, like next year. I had no idea it was even happening this year. I mean, I I hadn't heard anything, and um, so you know, it is what it is. But you know, maybe next year, um, you know, going down there and being able to participate, and um, you know, and the cool thing is reconnecting with people because oh, yeah. you know that's the. I mean, it's the show is incredible, and these these acts and. All that stuff, and it's long hours. I mean, it's not like oh, you're, no. you know, it I is mean, absolute for everyone. Yes, I mean, you um, are there all day, and it's late nights. And, dude, out, and, dude, I, I actually, I have not been sunburned in a while, and I got sunburned. Yeah, well, I can imagine being outside. It's, it's yeah, and then you're on the football astroturf. What's up, fellas? Whoa! Hey, so we're talking, we're, we're talking about the tattoo, and then you answer. Yeah, I'm sitting here at the computer submitting receipts for my trip. Oh, oh. are you are you back? Have you made it back? Yeah, I'm at home. Oh, okay, man, very very you guys cool. Out quick. Yeah, we were just talking about the tattoo, man. I didn't know that you guys. Uh, I didn't know that you guys went outdoors this year. Yeah, it was a whole different uh, ball game. We were the only one that didn't cancel in the world. Well, that's what that's what uh, JB was just saying. Yeah. Pretty amazing. And you should have seen the one night that I didn't see him the Saturday and Sunday, but Friday night he was like in a suit. Yeah, almost. He looked looked special. (laughs) He's like, don't he's like, don't 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 tell people. It was like it was like dressing up Duck Dynasty. Hey man, you know, you know something? If ZZ, if ZZ Top can get freaking dressed up in suits and look sharp, you know, and sing I mean, about, it. and exactly, sing about it, and yeah. singing about it, you know, <laughs> every girl crazy about a sharp dressed man, even if you got a big old Duck Dynasty beard. So, so seriously though, before you got on, I was saying like, man, the staff did awesome, like That's putting man. something, putting something together like like you guys did, um, outdoors in a different venue, and then having to deal with the weather. Um, having to deal with me, uh, <laughs> I don't remember having problems with you, but, uh, I was in a new location. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't you It's was much lower down. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> he's like, well, I can't be held accountable for, uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, seriously though, like every, every single aspect, you know, um, and, and from, from my position is that in, in, you know, Jimbo needs to know this uh, on the Marine and the Navy side. These were some of the first 
like performances that people who have been in the bands for over a year have done. Seriously? Yes. Because because we've been locked down. Wow. That we're live. Some people have done like video stuff. No, 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 no. That's not the same thing. I know. I know. And you know what? We're rusty at it. Like as far as like logistic things that we would normally be good at, like we're rusty at it. I'm sure it didn't come off that way to like Adrian or Gresh or Mike Wells or whatever, but yeah, it's like ah, uh, like ah. Uh. Now I can I I mean I so and that, and that's one of the things that like people who you know folks out there like listen to the show like if you've never been involved, I mean and I'm I'm talking like even just outside of the tattoo like just as part of a musical organization, and and this goes this can go all the way down to just like a you know, rock band that, you know, that is playing at the bar that you go to. I mean, dude, the process of getting a group of performers from point A to point B with all of their required gear and everything that they need to be able to actually show up and do the gig can be a Herculean effort. Dude, I I played a gig at the oceanfront. Soundcheck was at five o'clock p.m. The bass player didn't show up until 6.20 p.m. And the show started at 7. Did that ever happen when you were in the core, Adrian? I don't know if he's still with us. No, he, it says connected. I know. <laughs> hey, Adrian. No, he's not there. No. He, he's connected. He's on mute. I mean, it, I can it, hear y'all. Oh, oh, you can hear me? Okay. Did you hear what the question was? Yeah, he asked me if it ever happened to me in the core. No, 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 no. I'm saying, did you ever, like, not to have you someone specifically, that late? ever have somebody show up like that? Like, you know, you, you're you're doing a gig and, like, somebody shows up literally minutes before you're supposed to, like, before the downbeat? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's rare, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you right now, the ramifications of that happening. They're going to get strong. They're, they're going to get strong. They're going to get strong. <laughs> no, this. there were so many challenges. I, I wouldn't even want to waste all the time to try and list them. But I can tell you that every year we have a cast with at least one country or one band that just happens to be a huge pain in our butt. Doesn't want to be flexible on anything. They think they're prima donnas, whatever the deal is. This year, we had none of that. I could we almost didn't even do the same show twice in a row. It was so crazy. Really? And I'd say, no, I need you to move that back five yards. Oh, you're not going to do that move anymore or whatever. And they just like thumbs up. Got it. One time the Air Force, we had to cut out a scene because we had to delay the start for lightning. Air Force comes off the field and they have to run back around upstage. They've got like the service medley to get over there so that we could send them out first for the finale. And we're like, "Uh, we just cut the service medley. So I need you to turn around and go right back on the field coming from this end. And and good luck finding your spots. They missed they, the mark by a little bit, but it still got done. And it was as close as you would ever expect with no kind of no kind of warning whatsoever. It was just like, oh, stop. Turn around. You're going back out on the field in 20 seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what we had to do. And, man, everybody just responded and did it. And it was great. That is awesome. That is awesome. It was a very scaled down show. We didn't have any countries. I don't know if you know that either. Yeah, I told but, him it was the national tattoo. Yeah, that this was <laughs> a, a, it was the national tattoo. And the best one in the world. 
Because it was the only one. Now that is cool, man. That is cool because you no, know, because you no, know, it really, it really can be. I mean, and even if it's, I mean, beyond just the, like I say, beyond the tattoo. I mean, yep, yep. dude, just we, when we I could have about- stunk, and it wouldn't have mattered. People were like, "I can buy a fucking ticket. I can sit in a stadium with hundreds of other people and watch a fucking live show, right? Yep. For the first time in 19 months, yes. we could have sucked ass, and it wouldn't have mattered. They'd have been like, Fuck we yeah, dude. We didn't yeah. suck ass. We, we did not suck. suck. No, no, were- but Good but like I but like I say, I mean, it's the you know when I when I think back, you know how often when you know when i was active duty and i know this is the same thing for you guys is you know how often you would get this question from people about like what do you do oh you yeah. tell somebody you're in the band i'm in the band oh you're yeah like what what do you do you know and you'd be like oh i mean you know we have rehearsals and you know all this stuff you know try to explain it to them because yeah, they're you on can't. it you can't like they don't understand everything when I wake up in the morning, I shit and shower just like you do. But when I put on my pants, I'm a United States motherfucking Marine. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> or, or were you saying if other Marines ask you that? No, I'd, I'd say I'm a senior. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, that's but see, that's what I'm saying is that it's like, <clears throat> you know, it's all like the logistical side of things. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, like beyond just rehearsing and actually becoming musically prepared to go and you know perform and and execute in front right. of an audience. I mean, all you don't people don't see, and this is what I'm saying. It's like you think about all of these musical acts that go out on tour and are performing around the country or around the world or whatever they're doing. All of that stuff that is happening behind the scenes to make that moment. A right. performance happen. Well, if, even you know, speaking from experience, even like big tours have chain of command. Oh, absolutely, like, sure. You know, um, and that that's that's <clears throat> the biggest thing is one is people knowing their part, and then knowing who's in charge, and yes. then saying go do, and then they're like, okay. Without question, like, all right, all right, be here but, at seven. All right, but I, th- but I think I think a big part of that, and we use this phrase all the time, at least in the service, is this idea of like stay in your lane, know your lane, and stay in your lane. Right. God, Jackson put it even better. He's we asked him, how do you produce? How do you direct? He said, well, it starts after the last note of this year's finale, and it takes the whole year. Now this yeah. year was different because of all the COVID stuff and people canceling and getting confirmations all the way up to 48 hours before the tattoo. I mean, but he described it as a train and each cart of that train is an act. And then he pulls the carts out and breaks the carts down into each little part and everybody's in their own little lane. Pretty right. much. Yeah. 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 Pretty weird. And then he's just shuffles them all back together until you get this two hour show or whatever. And, oh, right. Oh, that is a yeah. weird effect yeah. coming off on our voices. Yeah. It's kind of I'm strange. Getting, yeah, I don't. I don't like I'm in the thing. scope. <laughs> I but I don't hear that. That's weird. Y'all, y'all sound like, old I, 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 there's a little robot, a little robotronic on my voice. But no, you know, you're <laughs> absolutely right. And that's and 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 again, that's you know, it's you know, all the years of 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 performing with military bands and just even if it was something as I say simple. 
because to us it just became routine. You know, oh, you're yeah. going you're going off to do the change of command ceremony. Yeah, you know? and we've all we've all like you know once you've done that enough, you're just sort of like this is just what we do. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I remember being out at Miramar one time, and um, folks who've served out in the San Diego area, at least with the Marine Corps, will know what I'm talking about because uh, your transportation for the military bands in San Diego is not run by the band. It's like oh, yeah. they have privatized. They so have like that. Yeah, they have privatized transportation, so they've got this, you know, company that basically they organize all the buses. They have the drivers. You, oh you have man, to... that's fucking awesome! Oh, that, oh no, Jeremy. It the only time we have that in is in is in, uh, in Japan. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you right now, it is not awesome, and I'll tell oh. you just how unawesome it was because. <laughs> We awesome. were supposed. The band was supposed to go play. This was. This was like, gosh, I can't. It was like a Veterans Day thing, and we were supposed to go down to. Um, it, no, it couldn't have been Veterans Day. That's in November. Maybe it was a Memorial Day thing, something like that, or Fourth of July. The band was supposed to go down to Petco Stadium in San Diego, where the Padres play, and we were supposed to do a patriotic opener at the beginning of the game. So we were going to march out onto the field and we were going to play a few tunes. And then, of course, we were going to play the national anthem. Well, we're there at the band hall up at Miramar and we're all dressed up and, you know, we've got our, you know, our blue deltas on, you know, and we're ready to go and there's no bus. And so we start making these calls. Hey, man, like, so how far out is the bus? We start getting all these vague responses you know, whatever. I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, this is getting really freaking tight here, you know? And it literally gets to the point. And I'm, I mean, I'm keeping my cool because this is a situation that is out of my control. I can't just make a bus materialize here. Like, and I, of course I've got my transportation NCO and I'm like, Hey dog, what's up with this request? You know? Oh, well I request it. Show me the documentation. He shows it to me. Like, he sent them a request for this day for a bus and a truck to take us down there. There's nothing. And, I, you know, it just gets to this point. And, and this, uh, this, the side of this was we had a Marine who was, go- who was already down at the stadium. <laughs> this is the funny part of the story. She was already down at the stadium. Uh, Robin Storm. I knew it was going to be Storm. I said that in my head. It was Robin Storm. Yeah. So she's down there waiting for us to show up with her euphonium. And I'm talking to her and she's like, so what's going on? She's there. Like our general is there and everything. Right. And of course, everybody's like, so where's the band? Where's the band? Where's the band? It gets to the point where I'm like, Robin, you might have to sing the national anthem. (laughs) She's, She's on the other end of the phone. She's like, what did you say? He was my classmate at the UO, the UO course. Mm, not a good choice. Uh, I was like, <laughs> dude, you you might have to sing the national anthem. She's like, okay, you know. Anyhow, we it gets to the point where I literally look at all the people. I look at all the Marines in the band. I was like, 
who's got a POV we're loading up and we're getting in our cars and we're driving down there, which was a poor decision on my part because we had no parking plan. We had nothing. We all got about halfway to the, we, we got about halfway to the stadium and I basically had to call everybody and say, screw it. Just go back to the band hall, you know, like, but I remember, did you have to cancel? Yeah, dude, we couldn't go. It was like, dude, did we, Robin sing the anthem? No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, th- luckily, luckily, one of the people who was there as a guest, um, her like their niece or something was with them, and she had been on like a or something, and ah. could sing. There was that dude, Jeremy. Think about this. This is literally, it's right before the game is supposed to start. And because we're not there, they're looking around at everybody in the room like, so can anybody here sing? Wow. Dude, all because we got screwed. I mean, and of course, the general is irate because his band just ghosted and didn't show up. And of course, this comes, dude, you, you know how this works. Dude, this is the, this is the commanding general. Of Third Marine Aircraft Wing. Heads are going to roll. Dude, it comes downhill so fucking fast and hard. It makes your head spin. I mean, it's within minutes. You've got the freaking, you know, you name it. Calling up the freaking band hall. Like, what the fuck? Oh, Where yeah. is the I, band? I work for a four-star, so I know yeah. how that feels. Dude, it is brutal. It You know, and we're just sitting there like... Lance Corporal salute, dude, shrugging your hand, you know, your shoulders are up. I don't know. Talk to those guys over there. It was Swerved. That's what it was. Southwest Regional Transportation Fleet or some shit like that. You know, like, don't talk to us. Talk to those dudes. I'm literally on the phone, dude. And they're telling me, like, well, our drivers our drivers on the way. And I'm like, okay, so how He's far? been on the way for how long? Well, this was the thing, Jeremy, is that they are saying to me, the driver's on the way. Okay. Uh, like, how far out is the driver? Well, I mean, we had to call the driver at home. And so, like, they're driving to the base right now to get the bus. What? Oh, jeez. Holy shit. Who is this? We have Grace. Yeah, I like how she puts... She dog. I like Grace. how she puts Grace. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, why not? Why not? What up, homies? Yo, what yo, up? yo. Are you calling us from your Corolla? What do you have? <laughs> it's a Nissan. Oh, is, it a Yar- right. is it a Yaris? No. Oh, that's, a, that's, a tar- that's a Toyota. I am in a... Let me think. It's a Versa. Oh. <laughs> That's what my daughter drives. <laughs> well, hey, I've very seen economical. Grace's very, very Versa. Economical. It, very they, economical. They're yeah, economical and they last a long time. They do you last a long the shit time. out of them. That yeah. is the truth. She does. She drives the shit out of hers. So yes, I think Grace is driven in the mud. So we're about to start New Music Monday. Yes. So what do you got, Grace? Let's have it. What have you been listening to? What's you're the perfect that? person. You're the perfect person for this. Yeah. I, I think know, you I are. Know. You're like, I you're, know. You're, you're like you're tuned in, man. Like you're tuned <laughs> into like the the scene, right? Kind of, yeah. 
Okay. Well, I did hear that there's this one cool band that's recording some music. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They're called Conqueroos. Mm. Oh. They already, they already re- well, it's the trio. I'm not a part of that one. So. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. Okay. So is this the, it's the, it's the power trio? Yeah. Yes. Power trio. Yeah. It's the electric Dude, Anthony's trio. got a great song called The Chain. Yes. That one is. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yes. It's a great song. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. Is that your new music, Grace? Or No, I'm just I'm listen, I'm really, really addicted to Krongbin. To what? Krongbin. Is that like a narcotic? Use it or... in a sentence. <laughs> can you please can, what's the country of origin? Can you use it? He's like, it's a new hi- it's a new hybrid, man. It's, it's awesome. not a, Yeah, yeah. It's super hipster. It's not a it's not a country, it's like another planet. Oh. oh, okay. Now you say it's like another planet, dude. I'm telling you right now, like, there's a pretty, there's some eclectic musical tastes going on here. When you say that, it better be way out there. <laughs> How do you spell it again? K H R U N G, and then it should come up. I don't remember the rest. Okay, Something what is like it? Bin at the end. K H R U N G. B I N. B I N, I think, yeah. Okay. So so give us give us an overview. What is, what what would you most closely associate this with? Um, like jazzy futuristic Vegas elevator music on acid. Mm, on acid. I'm sure I'm gonna get a playlist because Grace likes to make playlists and then she'll send them to me. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing wrong with the lounge well, lizard, man. That is some outstanding stuff. Listen, they make weird jazzy music, jazzy loosely used there. So, yeah, see, yeah, see yeah. that's a thing. But, like, some people don't. I mean, I trust you when you say jazzy, <laughs> but a lot of people I don't trust when they say jazzy because. Yeah. So you're thinking you're thinking like elevator lounge, jazzy, swag, but real funky. Oh, real, real funky. funky. It's, real is it like slinky? Yeah, schmaltzy. Schlinky's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where the Vegas on acid part comes in. The Vegas on acid part. So, like Portishead. Yeah. A little, yeah. So, okay. listen. The cool part is they've been doing these collaborations, and they did an entire album with Leon Bridges, who I love. She loves Leon Bridges, by the way. Half the playlist she made for me was Leon Bridges. No. Okay. And then uh, also recently, Paul McCartney. I faint. McCartney three. He came out with his third. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to talk. When he, I lost. He lost me when he played Louis Armstrong. Oh my god! It was trumpet. ridiculous. <laughs> he played. He played Satchmo's trumpet. He can't even play trumpet. Yep. He can with do pro- whatever the fuck he wants. He's Paul McCartney. Yeah, oh that God. that video proved that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that that was an example of what happens when you put the wrong weapon in the wrong person's hands. Because <laughs> it was just bad. I don't care who he was. It was like, what the fuck are we listening to? Come on. It, 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 I will say this. It it it. It showed Satchmo no respect. Yeah. None. No, I, I watched it, and then when I found out it was his trumpet, I was like, this motherfucker. Yeah. I was like, who, who's, oh, dude, we had this conversation when it happened, because we were totally like, 
I want the name of the person who decided that was a good idea. And then all the people it's that were involved, people, they're on the man. list. It's fucking oh, white Christ. people. Oh, Christ. Fucking white people. It is. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> so Mukbang, right? Whatever the, the name is, the band is Mukbang. Krumbin. 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 Bukaki. All right. Okay. Yeah, so they have a Spotify has a this is Krungbin playlist and just just listen to that one. Okay. There's this song it's, called there's there's one called People Everywhere. That one's really good. I already sent you that is one. This, is this is this a is is this a a style of music or is it the name of the band? That's the name of the band, but I think it's it's probably also a style. <laughs> In the style of Krungbin. Oh, okay. It is now. Yeah, it is now. Well, they do okay. weird stuff. Have you ever spell it again for me, real quick? K H R U N G. Krung. A B A N or something. Ben. Krung Ben. I said bang, and she started saying bang. (laughs) Have you ever listened to? Because I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This is a legit question. Have you, Grace? Have you ever listened to Mr. Bungle? Mm, Maybe. What? Remind me what. Mike. Mike Patton, lead singer from Faith No More. He started. He was in this band. No, it's not a jam. No. no. Okay. Because when you're talking about like, when you're talking about way out, it's kind of like that's. I'm thinking Mr. Bungle, but well, we'll. Ch- I just looked this up, so I'm gonna check him out and see what the deal is. It looks like it's a. Looks like another power trio. Ooh. Mm. Oh, you know what? Here's a good power trio for you. It's called. I, I don't know. I don't think I told you this one last time. It's um, Delvin Lamar Trio. Delvin Lamar. I think you actually did mention that. Okay, maybe is it the son of Hedy Lamar? Hedley oh, Lamar. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You look like the piss boy. You're looking like a boy. I've been thinking about this just in case. I had another. Oh, you know what? Okay, so here's an. I like listening to really old music. What oh, is really old, Grace? Old. No, we just talked about in the last the last last show that uh, 30 years would be the, the time going back to the future as per yeah. the movie. That would be 1991. So. Right. so when you say old, I mean, is that like Duran Duran old? or no. talk- I think it's or- older than that. Are we talking Probably- about like Duke Ellington old? Probably Duke Ellington old. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a French dude. He plays like trumpet or something. It's like... He plays one of those instruments Sydney- that you blow into and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wind instrument. A wind instrument. Wow. Very well done. He does some blowing. Is it, is it Sidney Bichette? Yes. Okay. Ooh, he plays the saxophone, damn. soprano okay, yeah. saxophone, and he's he's African American. He's not French. Well, he. Oh, okay. He just has a French <laughs> name. Well, he has a Creole name. Yeah, it sounds oh. Creole. It sounds <laughs> like some Southern scratch right, back. Yeah, 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 with a lot yeah. of vibrato. Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Very, very cool. There's a, couple, yeah. there's a couple things. you got to share some of this stuff with us, though, on the page. That's yeah. some really nice ambiance-type music. Yes, oh. you, have to, you have to share some of this it's, on the page so that we can, what, listeners can reference. What oh, type oh. of book am I reading while I'm listening to this? Uh, oh. Tuesdays Whoa. with Maury? <laughs> no. I've been That's reading books on Buddhism. Oh and shit! Psychedelic Heavy. therapy. So, oh, if obviously. you want to just come into my world, that's what's going on. But okay, okay, Damn. all right, all right, very cool. Well, I was actually Jeremy. You, 
What do you got? What do you got? You want me to go? Okay, okay. So, exciting news. I got a preview of it, and now, like, a couple of days ago, but now it's online for real. Um, I've listened to the entire album. It's on, There's only two songs available uh, on, um, on iTunes, but Blues Traveler is coming out ooh, with a new album, and it's all covers, and they have guest artists warren haynes is one of them kristen kingfish is one of them mickey raphael doing roadhouse blues so mickey raphael is the the harmonica player for willie nelson so that's badass um dude keb moe is doing a song with them they do a fish they do funky bitch by fish oh very cool that is awesome man i do love keb moe so Super awesome! I got a I got a sneak preview of it, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. Because because wow, it's not like Blues Travelers had some like covers that they've done, you know, before like they do all the time. Like Devil Went Down to Georgia, yeah, yeah or yeah. like Low Rider stuff like that. But like these are brand new covers. It's something right. that they worked on. It's pretty awesome. That's very cool, man. I want to check that out. I saw them back in freaking '93. '90. I saw, dude. I saw them at the Avalon. In, uh, in Boston wow. in 1993, and holy shit, dude. And that's, yeah, like, you know that John Popper and Chris, uh, the, the lead singer for Spin Doctors, Chris, Chris, Chris they were He's... roommates. Oh, and really? they had a band together, and then they decided to, like, make different bands, and so when they made different bands, when they made Spin Doctors and Blues Traveler, they would always do this, like, show back-to-back, and there was, when the show switched and they would take turns, they would always do the same song. And so then, the members of, like, Blues Traveler would start playing the instruments, uh, and and they would all jam out on one song, and then Blues Traveler would start their set. Oh, that's cool. Spin Doctors. Sort of like a transition. Yeah. That's fun. That is cool. That is cool. No, I definitely got to check that out. Mine, because we were talking about the Virginia International Military Tattoo or the National Tattoo as it was this year, because no one from outside the U.S. could participate. Uh, But it it brought back memories of the years that I participated in that event because I was stationed in Quantico. And one of the most memorable acts that... um, performed at this thing and i know there's video that you can find on youtube i'll share it on the page but it was this i think it was the swedish king's guards oh and dude fancy it was incredible like these guys march and they have like these full dress uniforms and everything but the band marches and there's a rifle platoon that marches with them and all of, like all of the stuff that the, the <laughs> rifle, like all the stuff that the rifle platoon is doing, like with their rifles and marching, and it's all choreographed to, to synchronize with the music that the band is playing. It is it is one of the most amazing things that I had ever seen, and at least in a performance like that, the drumline was amazing. Uh, oh, I love they, the drumline. Do, do do this crazy drum solo like. It's it's so and the thing about a band like that is that um, they do they travel the world because in I guess in in Sweden uh, military service is compulsory, uh, but you only have to serve for like two years, 
and they identify people who are coming into the service that are musically talented that play instruments and they steer them towards the band bastards well it's like (laughs) i know right um but which is really cool because what they do for i mean you have those couple years of like compulsory survey service but you're traveling the world playing music for a couple years oh what the fuck i wonder what my swedish army like talent would be it would not be music it would not be music no i'm awful but what master master commander yeah. I don't know. I mean, what? I could be good at yelling at people. Well, band they, commander. Band, band commander. You could no, be. No, van. Oh, van <laughs> commander. You could be transportation. You'd be, yeah. You'd be, yeah. You'd yeah be, I'm uh, a really good groupie. I'm a really good groupie. Well, there, I mean, that can be part Who's of it. Who's the public affairs? Public affairs. There we go. There you go. You're you the just, insta bitch. Is, is public affairs like the. The military way to say public relations? Yes, yes. it's, it's okay. the same That's thing. You. Public That's relations. You. All day, every day. So you get the thing and you wave the flag and, and, yeah. and tell everybody it's great. Fan. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay, There's good. your job. You have a career waiting for you. There we go. <laughs> All you have to give up is your liberty. Um, oh, please. <laughs> that shit is fake. <laughs> I already gave up my liberty. She's, uh, she's dating a military man, so it's Oh, fine. really? Don't worry. Don't worry. July 1st, prohibition is ending. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, okay. He's, he's out July 1st. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. Well, check it out. Duke Grace, I'm so glad that you were able to join us, at least for the last you know little part of the show here today. Yeah, um, It's you. always awesome having you on. Uh, you know, for the folks who are out there checking out the show... Uh, New Music Monday, the stuff that we've all talked about here the last few minutes, we're going to make sure we sort of pull it all together and we can put it up on the our, our page so everybody can check it out. Uh, Thursday, uh, YouTube Thursday, I, I think I got some good ones already in the hopper. Mm. So, uh, so, you know, keep your ears open. We'll talk about some good stuff. And it sounds like everybody is really endeavoring on, like, getting into a very awesome summertime. And things are starting to, you know, chill. Yes. You know, things are starting yes, to feel a little absolutely. bit more. Things are starting to feel a little normal. bit more normal. It's palpable know? in the air. Yes, exactly. Along with all of the pollen that is all over my car. Right. It's a, ha- <laughs> it's a happening. I can it's taste it. It's a happening and tasting. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, hey, so again, for the folks who are out there checking out the show, thank you for tuning in. And, uh, you know, as always, tell your family, tell your friends. And we'll be talking to you on Thursday. Bye. Bye, guys.